The second round of the playoffs is going crazy right now. Multiple game sevens already secured. Even though the Mavs couldn't make it, there's another way for you to have some skin in the game. DraftKings is offering free-to-play pools every day of the playoffs, offering players a free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes. Again, that's up to $10,000 in total prizes, up for grabs each day. And the best part? It's free to play. DraftKings free to play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during that day's basketball games and track your results throughout the evening. Questions will range from which team will hit the most threes to which team will score first. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code TBPN when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes every day of basketball playoffs. Head to DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. Again, that's promo code T-B-P-N for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. Hey, Reese, bitch, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Welcome back yet again to the Mavs Outsiders Podcast. I am your host, as always, Mike Bibbins, on Twitter at Bibbs Corner. And joining me, of course, is none other than Reese Williams at Mind of Reese on Twitter. Reese, how you feeling? Feeling good, man. Feeling good. Uh, you know, nice off day. Uh, really excited about this episode, to be honest. Uh Kind of something ambitious that I've actually never <laughs> seen on a podcast before. So, uh, you know, I'm excited to dive into it. Yeah, this should be, I'm hoping it's fun. I'm hoping we have some fun with this. Um, and if you if you haven't already read the notes, the the title, whatever, this is basically going to be a, a dream off-season two-part series, most likely. I, I expect it to go more than 30 minutes. Um, where basically, Reese and I take turns playing GM. For the Mavs, and uh, we brought on a special guest, uh, Grant. Yes, I, I, I lose track of your Twitter handles. It's at Slingy. Oh right? yeah, at Slingy One today. At Slingy Number One. Yes, sir. On Twitter to, to to join us for this special because you know accuracy matters. You know to me, and uh, Grant is one of the people I trust when it comes to the cap rules and all that good stuff. So Grant is going to be our league office to make sure when we're making trades, when we're signing players that we're staying within the cap restrictions and all that good stuff. So Grant, thank you for coming on. Oh man. Thank really. Thank you all so much for having me. And, and I mean, y'all both know how much I love talking about cap space. I could do it all day. So you know, I'm really <laughs> awesome. get this man a GM job. Hey man, <laughs> I, I, I've been tweeting Mark Cuban. I don't know what else I could do. 
Hey, he'll, he'll say something mean about him. He'll suddenly notice you. Bro, I don't know if I could. I can leave a lot of it. I don't know if I could do worse than what I did yesterday, but it is what it is. <laughs> oh, man. So before we get into the fun stuff, we got to address the big changes that are occurring in Dallas right now. Um, in our previous podcast, we talked about the the exits of Donnie Nelson, the longest tenured uh, executive in the NBA up to that point and Rick Carlisle, the second longest tenured coach in the NBA at that point, or tied for second with Eric Spolstra, both leaving the organization. Uh, we were both excited about Donnie leaving, but I think, Reese, you had a little bit of apprehension about losing Rick, and yeah. I think that uh, we've been, we've been, we've seen <laughs> that it, this was a mixed bag, in my opinion, on the hiring front. So first of all, the GM replacement is going to be Nico Harrison of Nike fame. Um, one of the guys tabbed with identifying which players they were going to pursue for Nike deals, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, widely respected around the league, gotten endorsements from Dame um, and other players, active players around the league. Um, a lot of journalists, putting respect on his name a lot of people are very excited about this hire and you know it's 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 what we wanted right we wanted them to go outside of the organization we wanted them to get somebody that that can actually relate to the players I think they they did that what are are your thoughts on that Reese Uh, I'm actually I'm actually very excited about this Nico Harrison hire Uh, it's different it's outside of the organization but it's also not someone who has already had a job as a GM on a basketball team. Right. Uh, they went to an organization like Nike, uh, obviously a huge organization, uh, plenty of connections with NBA players. Like you said, this dude Nico has plenty of connections with NBA players. A lot of people are vouching for him. And what really, um, what really helped was the fact that a lot of teams have been trying to get him. So this isn't just a, Oh, Mark Cuban likes this guy. He wants something. <laughs> this is uh no, this dude is a sought after commodity. So uh, that mixed with the fact that he has connection with players, players respect him. Um, I'm excited about this. I feel like it can help us a lot uh, to gain talent and free agency, which is where we have had issues for about past decade. Forever. <laughs> it feels like, yeah. Um, and like you said, it, I, I, he is a guy that teams have been after for this type of role and has turned them down in the past. I have to wonder if the agency didn't come into play. To, to reach out to make that connection yeah i'm sure they did yeah and i'm thinking he maybe he made it known that he was ready to to make that leap if the opportunity was right and i think you have to believe that this means that cuban is conceding some power i can't i think i can't remember who it was that kind of said it first but uh <clears throat> we yeah yeah it's basically like you can't you don't get a guy like nuko harrison unless you're giving him the keys basically yeah for him to leave a job at nike right where he's i'm sure making bank right um and then on top of that he's not just stepping in we we initially thought maybe that finley would be promoted to president of basketball operations and somebody would be hired to be the gm and they would kind of share they're still selling it like that, but it, it doesn't sound like Finley's actual job title is changing. It sounds like Harrison has taken over both of Donnie's titles as GM uh, yeah. and president of operations. 
Yeah, he's taken over. Um, from the looks of it, he's taken over both roles. Uh, Finley is vice president. Uh, vice president of basketball operations. Right. I believe. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah, that's what so, he was. Yeah, I his, think he's staying uh, in role that isn't role. changing. And then Dirk's going to remain yeah, on. His role isn't changing. As a special advisor, from what we're hearing. Um, Grant, you're the guest. How, how are you feeling about the Nico Harrison? I mean, like y'all touched on, I mean, he uh, he turned down several jobs before this. So um, I, saw, I saw it on Twitter, too. I think it was I think it was Dalton Trick, but I don't want to say it's him and it not be him. But I'm pretty sure it was him. He also mentioned that the fact that he uh, the fact that he said yes to this and said no to all the other jobs makes me think that Cuban is opening up the opening up the wallet. And uh, that's going to become very important in a couple months, too. So. If he's opening up his wallet to to go out and get one of the top executives, then he's definitely going to be opening his wallet to sign Rashawn Holmes, if you know what I mean. <laughs> You're getting very specific with that. I hear you. I, mm-hmm. I respect it. I respect. That would have been a perfect segue into the next thing. If you <laughs> oh man, I'm sorry. But we're not done talking yet. But that would have been a perfect uh, segue. <laughs> I'm sure that name will come up again. Uh, oh in, yeah. And that's why we're here. Um, all right, so everybody seems to be on board with Nico. Uh, I don't think there's a lot. I did post the article uh, from the Steph Curry meeting. I saw that, man. Nico, it's one of the first things that come up when you search his name. Uh, and for those of you that, that aren't aware or might not have seen it, basically Steph Curry did like a, a piece where he talked about how Nike blew their meeting with him. And basically Nico Harrison was not the main guy that handles these type of things at the time but he was given the job maybe last minute to pitch to Steph Curry. And in the meeting, someone called Steph, Stefan. And I think Dell said that at that moment, he completely tuned out whatever else they had to say. Uh, And then when they got to the slideshow part of the presentation, Kevin Durant's name was still on the slideshow, like whoever did the presentation or brought the presentation up. Uh, missed a slide and left Kevin Durant's name in. They just recycled the pitch. <laughs> um, so just a comedy of errors there, and his name is attached to that forever. So that was funny when I brought it up. Uh, I made the joke with Reese that because uh, people were taking it super seriously. I made the joke with Reese that like that this is that was Rihanna's big forehead for me basically. Like she's still one of the baddest things on two legs. But uh, <laughs> if you got to point out a flaw, <laughs> that's what this was. Um, but yeah, Nico, I think everybody's on board with that at this point. However, mm-hmm. the other hire is uh, <laughs> a bit more controversial, a bit more worrisome, a bit more, yeah, controversial is a good word. Um, polarizing is the word. Mm, polarizing is another good one. Yeah. Um, Jason Kidd is being brought in as the, the head coach. Is. <laughs> if you don't know Jason Kidd has two D's, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Double D's, no Pam Anderson. Um, oh wow. Let's see. Uh you you set me up for a bar. I had to drop it. Uh but yeah, Kidd is the, the coach. I'm not I'm not gonna weigh in first on this. Uh Reese, what are your thoughts? Someone once told me the grass ain't always greener <laughs> on the other side. You hit the whole verse. I believe it was two episodes ago. I came on here and I also put on Twitter and I said, I understand y'all want Rick gone. Understand it's, you know, 
time to move on from Rick. But trust me, the grass isn't always greener. Now, I'm prejudging, obviously. I also want to, I just want to make this quick statement. I'm not judging people by that past that I don't know personally. Mm. My issues with Jason Kidd being high at a strictly basketball. I think he's a shit coach. So, with that being said, maybe he's improved uh, being away from head coaching for a while, being in, um, an assistant role with the Lakers for uh, two years. Maybe he has improved. Maybe being around a guy like LeBron, a team like that, has um, helped his coaching. Uh, I also think that the fact that Rick Carlisle endorsed him should have been like, okay, let's not go get this guy then. <laughs> but He is the ops now, so. Right. Like, come on, man. He, he clearly trying to sabotage us. This dude's a war criminal. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not excited about the hiring. I don't think it's going to go well. Mm. But people who know me know when I am wrong, I am not opposed to admitting that I'm wrong. So if I turn out to be wrong about Jason Kidd, I'll come on here and say it, admit it. I'll go on Twitter. But all I have to say is, I give it a year before the organization is done. (laughs) I give it a month or two months max before Twitter is done. Damn. Uh, Grant, I'll let you win. So, you know, I'm not going to – I disagree with the hire. Um, Most – I mean, the shady past is obviously a a huge red flag for me. Um, But – like we said, keeping it strictly basketball, the dude has never won anything as a coach. I mean, he, he won one first round series, his first year as a head coach, and then right. one as an assistant uh, in the bubble. Um, to give Mavs fans, though, that aren't on board with it, a glimmer of hope, head coaching is the most, you know, in and out recyclable position. There's eight head coaching jobs open every year. Um, so, you know, if it doesn't work out, he, he'll be gone. Um you know, one of the problems with him in Milwaukee was like he wanted to he staged a coup basically and wanted to like get the GM fired and all this stuff. And that's not going to happen here, obviously, because I mean, <laughs> a Mark Cuban's in charge of everything and B, like we just got this, you know, hotshot executive. We're not going to let him, um, you know, yeah. we're not going to let Jason Kidd like run that guy out of town. Um, but yeah, I. I my big thing about it is uh, I think we're going to look back at yesterday and think, uh, you know, well, so one thing is Jason Kidd has Bill Duffy as an agent, and that is going to help Bill Duffy want to get free agents here, um, just to kind of look at a small glimmer of hope. But I think we're going to look back at yesterday and think, man, we could have had Jamal Mosley, and we let him we let him slip uh, right up our, out of our fingertips. Uh, unless for some reason he decides to stay on as assistant and maybe gets promoted after we fire Kidd, which I feel like <laughs> is inevitable. But I think he'll probably end up in uh, in New Orleans and make make a nice little career for himself. That would be nice. Okay, um, I think that was very fair. Um, yeah. So obviously, Jason Kidd was at the bottom of my list as a potential coaching hire. Um, I, uh, I I'm not a big fan of recycling the same coaches over and over. And it's not like he had one job and didn't get another chance. Like he's had two different jobs. The first one. With Brooklyn, he took them to the playoffs. That was the year they had KG. Uh, he took them to the playoffs. They won their first round series against, I think, the, the Raptors and then got beat in the second round. 
after that year, you mentioned the coup he tried to stage in Brooklyn. I think he was part owner at the time as well. Um, he had bought some shares from Jay-Z and was trying to take completely take over everything. Didn't work out. So he ends up getting traded to the Brook to Milwaukee for two second round picks. So you bully the front office and they still get some compensation for you when they trade you out. So that's nice. Um, <clears throat> so he got two second round picks for him, went to Milwaukee. The first year was huge. Looked like things were on their way. Jumped up from 15 wins to 41. The second year, they had some injury issues, but they dropped from 41 wins to 33. Okay, whatever. Next year, bounce back, 42 and 40. Giannis is starting to come into his own a little bit. Came back the next year around 500 again. So at best, you can say he's a 500-ish type coach because the year after they fired him, the team went 160 games. They went from 45, and he only was there for 23 of them, from 45 or from like 42 to, to 60 wins uh, after he got rid of Jason Kidd. So I, I don't the, – the coaching track record is not there. Now, part of his issues also, and I, I got this from the Jasmine Wimbish – is it Wimbish? Yeah. Uh, article where she talked about him being too hard on young players – like even Giannis at a certain point, even though Giannis was upset when he was fired, said that he was just way too demanding. Um, basically, all he knows is trying to get to the top and winning and being a champion. And sometimes you can't do that to a young kid who's going to have imperfections and flaws. We, we've, we've seen <laughs> what a drill sergeant type coach can do to young players. And we, we want to not do that again, right? Um, Besides that, there were people, players tuned him out at certain points because of how he was. And so now he's been away from it for a few years. He's come back as an assistant, been humbled. He said that he realized the error of his ways in the past and he wants to change. He wants to be a better communicator. He wants to be less rigid. And so I guess we're going to find out if he actually is able to make those changes. I'm of the belief that it's almost impossible to change who you are <laughs> if this is your personality uh he i'm sure he'll try but at what point does the fl- the switch flip and he just becomes himself again um and he, we see him and luca getting into it on the sidelines because that's that's where this is headed if he's still the same guy like imagine him telling luca to fix something that Luke, i i don't think luca's a guy that's easily correctable if you will you want to know what Jason Kidd's highlight as a head coach is? <laughs> Telling his player to purposely bump into him, to spill a drink on him so they'll have an unofficial timeout. I was watching that whole clip today. Um, and, like, you could see him, like, drawing up a play and shit, like, on the sidelines. Like, the, the announcers had just said they didn't have any timeouts left. <laughs> And then you see, like, you can actually, like, did he forget there are cameras everywhere? Yes. You literally see him say, bump into me. <laughs> like, oh, clear man. as day. He like, got a you... he got a $50,000 fine for that, right? Yeah. That's crazy, man. That, that uh, you know, your opinion on Jason Kidd aside, that was an awesome moment for, for Twitter. <laughs> it was. 
it was some goofy shit. I was dying for a while off of that. Um, so that's the basketball side of it. I think we all agree that his coaching track record is not sexy. Um, the other side of it is his past. Now, like you guys said, it's been a long time. If he's not that guy anymore, fantastic. The, uh, the alcoholism, the stuff with the wife, if that's behind him, fantastic. I, I believe in not damning someone for the rest of their lives based on something that happened at one point in their life. I, I believe in growth. Uh, let he who is without sin cast the first stone, right? However, when you are an organization with a track record for these things and wipe sweeping them under the rug, it's just not a good look. And I think you bring a lot of questions to the table when you when you bring someone in with that type of pass. And I expect those questions to come up. I think Brad Townsend has pretty much said he's going to bring it up. Uh, there's already been a few articles written about it. So uh, hopefully their teams, whenever they made this decision, were prepared for those questions and have real answers for them. Um, I would love, from what I've seen in the past, Kid has pretty much said that that's behind them and or made it sound like his wife was exaggerating some things. Um, I hope he has better answers now. Like you can't change what happened, but you can say the right things now. So we'll see how that goes. Any, any other thoughts on, on the hirings? Um, I'll just touch on what you said real quick. Um, you know, it's more of, it's more of the organization already sweeping four or five domestic violence and sexual assault charges under the rug. That makes this look bad. Not just the fact that it's Jason Kidd who was convicted of a crime that he committed 20 years ago. Um, it right. would look it would look a lot different had none of that other terrible stuff ever happened, but it still would have not been great. But it would have been different. So right. I, I do believe in second chances and growth as well. It's just like this organization, really. Like yeah. this organization it's, had to do it. <laughs> it's like we haven't gone two full years without something related to sexual misconduct or domestic violence being attached to the team right so it just feels like another notch on the cuban doesn't care about this stuff yeah belt for people that that are paying attention to those things and that's it's, it's hard because you know you want to be a fan and enjoy everything and you know you're gonna have to deal with those conversations you know when you click on a tweet or a link or a video about it, you're going to see that brought up. And it just brings down, I don't know. It's hard to be, get as excited as you maybe could for, for a guy. Um, and at the same time, for me, on top of the coaching, on top of the history and the Mavs recent history, the third part of it for me is Jamal Mosley. I really hope he lands a job as a head coach somewhere if he doesn't it's gonna be pretty pretty rough for me i'm just gonna keep it 100 because he he definitely deserves a chance i agree he does i i don't want to see him end up in orlando though as, as much as i love him and want him to get a good <laughs> job i don't want him i don't want him going over there but like like i said earlier new orleans uh to coach a guy like zion to coach a guy like ingram to really yeah. that 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 team is in desperate need of like a turnaround a culture change and i think he'd probably be He'd probably be a, a perfect candidate for 
for player development at least. We will see. We will see. Reese, did you have any other thoughts about it either? Hunter? No, I did not. I did not. All right. Uh, I don't know how long we were on here, but uh, I think we can transition to this other part. And before we do so, Reese, did you want to go first? I'll let you go first. Just so you know, I'll, I'll let you go first. Okay. So uh, we'll take a quick commercial break, if you will. And then uh, I think we'll probably end up splitting this into two episodes. I don't think we took too long on that. So then we'll get into to to my my turn as the Mads GM. Um. <laughs> so I know you uh you probably got used to hearing bibs for a while on this ad, but uh I'm gonna take over the reins again uh to tell you a bit about our ad, our sponsor, Anchor. Uh back in 2020. During the pandemic, I finally took the opportunity to start my own podcast. The only issue was I had no idea where to start. Um, I didn't have any podcast equipment, uh, no camera, no microphone, you know, uh, any things that you see in a studio. But what I did have was my cell phone, and that's why I discovered the Anchor app. Anchor is the perfect app for new podcasters, for beginning podcasters, for people to start their very own podcast. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, like I mentioned. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through other platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. So it's doing most of the work for you. All you have to do is hit play, press record, and get your work out there to the world it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place and the best thing of all anchor is totally free and on top of it being free you can acquire your own sponsors like the ad i'm doing right now through anchor so you have an app for free that you can possibly make money off of seems like a fantastic deal to me If you're interested in starting your own podcast with the Anchor app, make sure you download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Tell them Reese sent you. All right, folks, welcome back to the Outsiders podcast. And this is part one of our dream offseason. And in this first part, I am going to be the GM of the Dallas Mavericks. And uh, as prefaced earlier in the episode grant is going to play the league office grant will be playing the role or did i say grant again yeah Yeah. (laughs) reese will be playing the role of the team i'm trying to trade with or the player that i'm trying to sign in free agency uh he will have five full vetoes that means if i say x if i say we're trading dwight powell for uh Lonzo Ball, he could say no five times, flat out no. It's not happening. Um, once his vetoes run out, then I I can fill out the rest of my roster from there. They can't do anything ridiculous or illegal. That's why Grant is here to to keep us keep us in check on that front. Um, does anybody else need any further explanation? That I explain it pretty well right there. Did I miss anything? 
Uh, yeah, the only thing, I mean, the main thing that needed explaining was the vetoes. You did that. We talked about it a lot. So, okay. You said five, right? Yep, five full vetoes. And then as far as like a trade, let's say I, I make you an offer, uh, or, or I say we trade KP to, uh, you know, the Warriors for Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, like you can do a counter offer to make it work. And that won't necessarily count as a veto. I, I'm, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> Don't expect me to come up with no counter offers because that requires. Or you can say no, and I can come with a counter offer. Okay, that's better. Because... And if you say no again, it only counts as one total veto. Okay. I could also uh, I could help with some quick math too. Okay. okay. Quick that quick maths. That helps because I'm terrible <laughs> at math. All right, so Grant, before I get rolling on my off season, give us the Mavs money situation. All right, so basically we have, at this very moment, or going forward, we have nine players under contract. Um, assuming that Josh Richardson opts out, which I fully believe he is, and I don't know what y'all did, but I'm assuming y'all went with that as well. Um, if Josh Richardson opts out and you leave Tim Hardaway's cap hold, or you, you rescind Tim Hardaway's cap hold, you're looking at about $36 million uh, to spend this summer. So uh, the cap next year is projected to be at $112 million, and... 30 or let me see here yeah 112 million minus 75.28 guaranteed money uh that we have on the books for next year again that's not that's assuming you dropped him hard away but you can still resign him I'm not saying you can't but if you right. dropped him hard away and if josh richardson opts out you're looking at 36 million dollars if if richardson doesn't opt out that brings it down to what 25 25 yeah and but um to give you some hope, to give other fans hope, an expiring $11 million contract on a player who is very, very good in the locker room and very, very good for the community. On a younger team, younger teams would would kill to have a guy like Jay Rich. So that's why I think he's opting out, but yeah. Right. Uh, so yeah, if, if he opts in in a realistic situation, he's probably still very tradable at 11 mil. Yes, very. And, and expiring, right? Yeah, 11 mil expiring. If, I mean, if he opts in, I would be shocked that, if he wasn't traded. That's almost a better situation for us, to be honest. But let's get I into really my don't situation. See that motherfucker. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see. I don't see people wanting that motherfucker. But, all right, cool. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> we only need one team to want them. Uh, exactly. So coming in, uh, I've looked at the roster. I've looked at the players. I've looked at all the options that have been laid out before us. I actually looked at every single player's cap hold. Uh, quick question. Quick question. Quick question. Okay. Are you going to go through your whole thing, then I go through my whole thing? Yeah, so I'll go okay. through I'll my, just make I start sure. to finish, and then you'll you'll do yours after. Don't yeah. let me influence you, though. Don't let me I was influence. making sure we... Oh, no, you ain't influencing <laughs> shit. I was making sure we... Uh, <laughs> I was making sure we wasn't doing the Jada Kiss Styles P thing, you know? But the, the, okay, I got you. Um, hmm, I'm trying, now you got me thinking. Come on, bro. Chill. No, I think I like it. I like it this way. Um, okay, so... Draft night, I believe, is the beginning of the offseason, technically. We have no draft picks at this time. So I want us to buy a second-round draft pick. Cash money. Straight cash. And I want us to draft a young big man. Last year, we had a bunch of guards and wings. Give me a young big man. Usually, young big men slip in the draft for absolutely no reason. Uh, the the position isn't as valued as it used to be. So so go ahead and give me one middle of the second round. That's one that's one roster spot. It's gonna cost <laughs> you uh, one one point two million dollars. Is that good? That's fine. 
That's the second round pick will cost him that, right? Yeah, because if I'm just judging on Tyrell Terry and uh, Jalen Brunson's contract, they're basically Jalen Brunson's making 1.8 this coming year. In yeah. his first year, it was like right at a million. So, right. And as far as like the actual cash when you buy players, this is just me being a nerd now. Uh, you have five million dollars of loose money. Like when people say cash considerations and all that, you have five million dollars of loose money every year. Right. So. That's what that money is. It doesn't count towards the cap or anything like that. Um, so that's draft night. After that is the opt-in deadline. And I agree with Grant's take that Jay Rich is going to opt out. The market is light. That He could probably get more than 11 mil, and he could definitely get more than 11 mil across multiple years. So I think Jay Rich is opting out. Are, are, are you uh, vetoing that, Reese? I don't agree, but I'm not going to veto it because I understand, you know, I understand the logic behind it. So, no, I don't veto okay. it. All right. I think he thinks he can get more than 11 mil. So we're gonna... Now, with your cap, wait, hold on. Did you skip something? No. What do you mean? The cap holes. The cap holes I was going to do next. Okay. 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 It, I was yeah. just going by the order that got you. Go ahead. Yeah. So, um, if he opts in, I think that's when his cap hold affects us. Right. Uh, his, yeah. His, his cap hold really won't affect us either way. Um, if he opts in, he opts into 11 million. If he opts out, if he opts out, we have his bird rights. That's where the cap gotcha. hold comes in. Gotcha, um, gotcha, if gotcha. he opts out, his cap hold's gone though. We're not, we're not right. resigning him to a longer deal. So. Right. So then cap holds, uh, there are f- six players with cap holds right now. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm rescinding every single one. Yeah. <laughs> they're all gone. Oh, except Bay, except Bay. We're keeping Bay's cap hold. Okay. Wait, you're rec- so you're rescinding Tim Hardaway. Yeah, Hardaway's 28 mil. Get up off my books. Okay. Hinton's, okay, everyone except Bay. Let me add Boban, Bay. I think, is 4 mil. Melly's 5. Reddick is 16. All that can go. I'm keeping Bay, though. I want his I want his rights. Okay. I'm keeping Bay. I don't want his stuff. <laughs> I don't want him stolen. <laughs> no, I, I could make the joke. I'm going to let it go. <clears throat> that was the joke. I know. Bay. I, know. I got Damn it. it. I got it. Um, <laughs> so with that said, where are we at money wise already? So you were sending everybody, uh, you're, you were sending everybody. So you're at about 33 and a half. Uh, the second pick cost you 1.2 and right. then Tyler Bay picking up Tyler Bay's uh, bird rights is going to cost you 1.5. Gotcha. So you All went right. from 36 to 34 to 33. Gotcha. All right. We're looking good. I think right now. So now we get into the trades. You missed, you skipped one. What I skipped? Uh, oh, wait, you said you were sending all of them. So the team yeah. option on Willie Cauley Stein is declined. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm assuming. Because that's not a cap hold. Actually, hours. you know what? I yeah, think I have that later on my situation. Okay. I'm picking up Willie's option, actually. Okay. Oh, you're picking up Willie? Okay. If you pick yeah, up Willie, me... that puts you at the 29. All right. That's fine with me. Let me see. Let me make add that in here. And Thank you for catching that. Um, yeah, I think uh, the market is not as sexy as I would like it to be on bigs, and I like what Willie does. Um, I don't think Kid will be as hard on, on him as he was, as Rick Carlisle was, as far as minutes go. So, picking up Willie's options, four mil, right? Four, four point one, yeah. All right, so Willie's options picked up, I'm keeping him on the roster. Um, so now we get into trades. Chris Stops Porzingis is on the block. 
And I initially had a Pacers trade, but I don't think the Pacers <laughs> are going to be doing a trade right now with for Christoph Porzingis with, with Carlisle there. So I had to get rid of that trade. My first trade option for Christoph Porzingis is to trade him to the Washington Wizards, who want to try to run it back with Westbrook and Beal together for a full year and healthy. And they want to bring in uh, another complimentary type player that they think can, can add a little something to them for the short term. So they're going to trade us Davis Bertans because he has the biggest contract and he wasn't fantastic for them this year. They're going to send us the injured Thomas Bryant coming off of ACL. And they're going to trade us the injured Denny Abdia coming off the broken leg. Yay or nay? I'm going to say nay. I don't. Why, why are they not doing it? I don't see Washington doing it. Denny Abdia is a very young player, which I believe can be a very nice role player on that team. I don't see the Washington Wizards depleting depth uh, that they already barely have just to add Porzingis. Especially okay. when Thomas Bryant is, as you know, their starting center. Uh, Denny what? is a key piece in the rotation. And obviously, I understand Bertons, who did not play well. So okay. I understand why they would want to give up off of him. But those three for just Porzingis, I don't see the Wizards doing. Let me amend the trade. All right. So also, I have four uh, vetoes left. So right now, the, the Wizards veto, like you can make as many vetoes as you want on this trade situation with the Wizards. Yeah, yes, but yeah, you'll have four vetoes left after this. Right. So going forward, just so y'all know, Kristaps uh, uh, Porzingis is a seven point five percent kicker. So if you trade him, his contract immediately becomes—I uh, can give you an exact number—but it immediately becomes seven point five percent more than what it already is. Did you you mentioned that he might be at the max? Do you know if that's if, how how that would work in this situation? Um. You have to get within like that the cash considerations you mentioned. You have to get within a certain amount. It shouldn't. Right. It shouldn't matter if you if you trade for a max player or near max. Then what you would do is because because you were about four or five million dollars off in this instance. So like it, short. Yeah. Like so, either you would um that that would then create either you would have to add they would have to add something else or you would create a TPE for them and then Washington would then have a, a player exception going forward. Gotcha, so they gotcha. could, they could use that extra like 5 million to right. take in a player that they couldn't take in before. Let me go back over here, which would probably be useful for them since they don't have money to play with. All right. I'm going to go. This is not what I wanted. Where the hell oh, teams? There we go. All right, I'm going to have to pull up their roster real quick because I, I have an idea. Now, my Thomas Bryant thing, the reason I think they would be willing to trade Thomas Bryant, by the way, Daniel Gafford um, came alive in the playoffs for them, and they may want to promote him to the starter now. I don't see that happening. Not, okay. Not, yeah, not the no. – Okay, uh -uh. So, so you don't think Thomas Bryant is available? No, All him right. or Denny. All right, so let me go back. Let me pull up the roster again. I'm leaving Bertans in there because we, we, we're trading Latvian for Latvian. Latvian disappointment for Latvian disappointment. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, if you trade Chris Stops, it's $34 million. Okay. So $34 million is what I have to make, right? 
in well you have to get rid you have to get close enough you you like i said you can yeah, create yeah, a yeah trade exception but yeah and berton's is 15 berton's is 16 is it 16 oh i'm looking at this year let me yeah 16 up. flat for the next three years yeah let me open this up update come on come on and yeah, the Wizards are not in a great cap situation, so you're going to have to get as close to that number as you can. Yeah, it's Robin Lopez is a free agent, right? Yeah. All right. I don't know if I can do it now. <laughs> yeah, they would have to – well, let me see here. Chandler Hutchinson still on the roster? I don't yep. know if this trade. <clears throat> Without Thomas Bryant, I don't think it works. Um. E- Technically, you could do a sign and trade with one of those cap holds, but I mean, why? Would, I don't right. want any of those guys. Exactly. Or I, yeah, I mean, they're all upper 30s, so. All right, cancel the trade. All right. It's vetoed. It's gone. All right, and <laughs> moving forward. <laughs> we tried to get rid of KP. All right, second <laughs> option. Second option. Call up the Pelicans. Ask for Steven Adams. Eric Bledsoe for for KP straight up for KP and we also get a lottery protected future first round pick for taking on that that was terrible they both they wanted they clearly want to get rid of these people and KP gives them an outside threat and doesn't clog up the paint as people like to say for Zion Williamson gives them a more versatile offensive attack and they get out out of two contracts they don't like um Mavs get a secondary type ball handler and they get a big body uh now keep in mind Reese also I say you're the Pelicans <laughs> keep in mind both of those contracts expire not this year so you you play out they're, they're both two year contracts. Twenty twenty three. Yeah, they yeah. start twenty twenty three. Um okay. and the money fits perfectly, so no need to adjust. Steven Adams, Eric Bledsoe, and a lottery protected pick for KP. Yes. Hmm. Okay. Uh man. That means if you make the playoffs, we get your pick. Right. I'm going to veto that. Mm. What's your sticking point? First of all, I understand your point of them wanting to get off of those contracts. But I don't think KP's value is that high. Mm. You think that's high? I think that's I think that's still high. Granted, these are bad contracts, but these are still serviceable players. I mean, Eric Bledsoe is he is who he is, but uh, Stephen Adams is a serviceable player. He just doesn't fit on that team. He still has value. Um, that first round pick, obviously, the Pelicans killing it. The Pel- yeah, that's killing it mainly because the Pelicans have Zion and Brandon Ingram. They're right. gonna want to compete. They were close to the playoffs this year. Right. Uh, only a few te- tweaks will probably get them over the hump. So that's probably a pick they're guaranteed not to have. All right. So they're technically giving up an unprotected, projected unprotected first round pick. Like a mid first. Right. Yeah. 
right. and two serviceable players for just Christoph Porzingis. Who, I respect it. You know, trade value has gone down tremendously after his showing <laughs> lack thereof in and the playoffs. Let me drop that 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 pick situation and do two second round picks. My thing is, I don't know if we get both for Porzingis, is what I'm saying. Both players or the two picks? Both players. The money makes it uh, necessary. Right. So okay. I would have, so you don't want to, all right, let me see. And the reason I think Bledsoe might be more expendable than just his talent is because of their backlog of guards. Right. NAW came on. Kyra Lewis has some good minutes. Zion, if or not Zion, Lonzo, if they're trying to keep him. And Didi Luzada, who they brought in late in the year. I would also say, I think Eric Bledsoe's trade value is lower than Steven Adams. So if there was a way you could do it with, you know, Eric Bledsoe and, and not maybe something else, yeah, something else to fill the cap space for KP, the that would do yeah. that. The only way to do that would be like Jackson Hayes or something. I feel like Jackson yeah. Hayes' value was higher than Adams. What yeah, it'd probably be uh, Jackson Hayes and um, NAW. All right, you're going to make me do what I don't want to do. What if I include Tyrell Terry? All right, shit, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> hold up, brother. You, you, done, you, you got too much dip on your chip. Uh... <laughs> Give you a young, young player, 20 years old, right? Shooting potential. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta push back on that pick though. If I do it that way, well, we can make it a, a top twenty protected. My my question to you here is, <laughs> so I don't know if it's more valuable for New Orleans to have two guys tied up in a basically a max deal for the next two years, or if it's more valuable for them to have Kristaps. For like one one guy making a max deal because they're they're in a you know a situation right now with Lonzo where he's going to command a max. So my sell on KP is that maybe they think he's a better fit for what for their roster right now. Like they can allow him to be him instead of forcing him to play in the paint, which the Mavs were trying to do. Let me ask you this: I know yeah. my stance is supposed to be I'm the Pelicans, right? But and I, I feel like it's hard for you as a KP hater, probably. <laughs> it, it, it's not because okay. I, I wouldn't really consider myself a KP hater, but my main thing, I'm doing it that way because that's the way we're supposed to do it. That's the way you pitched it. Like right. you know, That's how the scenario goes. But also pitch me on why the Mavericks would want Eric Bledsoe as opposed to KP. His contract is shorter. They want their money for 2023. hey we gotta give we gotta give uh nico some money to play with man and maybe they don't want kp in with the future jason kidd doesn't want to have to work around kp in his offense yeah and we've already seen how fragile kp can get right if if jk is going to be a demanding coach like i I don't think that's going to work for kp i don't think he's built for that Uh, I hate to do it to you, but I can't see this happening. Is it can or can't? I can't see this happening. 
Okay, so you're not you don't see a path to a trade with with the Pelicans. No, not with the Pelicans. No. I tried. <laughs> Why you uh, KP man? I uh, I don't like that trade at all. Just as much, <laughs> not from a league office standpoint, but from a map standpoint. If I was pitching, <laughs> if, I, if I was pitching as Hey, you're the Mavs. You agree with this? I would have gave you a fuck no. But yeah, <laughs> I see. I'm like the only person who thinks KP's value is actually not as low as it is. Stephen Adams and Eric Bledsoe. If that's the best you're offering right. me, I'm running it back with KP. Like that's just me. Though. That was my like fourth option originally. The, originally, that was my fourth option. Like that was my last. Like I really just want to get rid of this guy. Option. Okay. I got rid of the Pacers trade I had because I don't think they'll trade for him or for Rick Carlisle there. Definitely I forget not. what other trade I had, but I, I think I'm about to give up. Just, just stick with KP. Stick with KP. There's nothing wrong with sticking with KP, man. My, uh, my favorite, I don't think there's anything wrong with sticking with KP. The only uh, New Orleans trade I really liked that I thought of was a sign and trade KP for Lonzo, but I don't. Yeah. Lonzo and Zion make too much sense for me right. to give up on Lonzo just yet. Right. So. I don't I just can't see them. Yeah, I can't see them doing that. Like yeah. letting him go. The only Lonzo's other team free oh. value is higher than KP's at this moment. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah, I'm doing it. I'm fucking doing it. All right, bear okay. with me. <laughs> I, I had to let go of this one. <laughs> but I'm, I'm bringing it back. This came up on the last pod, actually, I think. Oh God. <sighs> this about to be some bullshit. Watch. <laughs> I really don't think Bibbs is expecting you to say no to that one. No, it's um, yeah. I was hoping that was like a so bad that it was accept like it, you would take it. <laughs> so this is like your last resort. This wasn't gonna be my last resort, but I got rid of it, so now this is my last resort. I'm bringing it back. You trying KP. to use up all my vetoes, man? Go ahead. <laughs> no, I won't do that to you. I won't do that to you. This is the last one, and then I'm moving on as far as trades go. I already used two. <laughs> <laughs> I won't make you use all of them on trades as well. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. So KP to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh, oh I like this one. For Kevin Love and Dylan Windler. I'm sorry, who? Dylan Windler. He's a shooter. Can I veto this one? I was about to say, bro. You, <laughs> for, for the, I, thought for the Cavaliers? You, I was about to accept it because I thought you was about to say KP. For Kevin Love and Colin Sexton. We're not going to get the goddamn Colin Sexton. Look, they trying to trade him, all right? They not trying to trade him like that. Look. <laughs> I can't imagine. Look. Is that – no, I'm not buying into that. I can't be, I can't buy into that. I have to believe there's better options for them. All right. Options. I feel like there's something here. Let's let's right. let's work something out here. Because we, like, year, we have on. enough assets to get Kevin Love – to take the Kevin Love money and to get Colin Sexton, I believe. Because I mean, I think the Cavs are taking it's a card. not even about. You think all right? So do you think that they are just dumping Colin Sexton? Nah. I, I, no, I think I think if a team wants Colin, that's Sexton, a pipe dream for me. I if a team that. wants Colin Sexton, no matter the team, they are going to require Kevin Love to be the tax. Gotcha. But at the same time, like Kevin Love only has kind of like the you know the uh, Stephen Adams and the Eric Bledsoe. He only has two more years left. It probably would be if they can't find someone to take it. You know, it'd probably be in their best interest just to you know buy him out or let him expire so and i think what you can do if i mean if they can trade kevin love without having to give up sexton in that process they can do something different with their sexton trade oh yeah they could but they would be commanding a lot if they did that 
but I, I just I hate the fact that it has to be from the Cavalier standpoint because if I'm from the Cavalier <laughs> standpoint, I kind of have to accept that. But it's like that's I'm what thinking you're about doing. it as the Mavs as well. <laughs> but here's what I'm here's my here's my my thing. Here's how I'll sell it on the Mavs side, just as a Mavs fan. And this is why I didn't. I took this trade off. Honestly, I'd be banking on Kevin Love having a Blake Griffin uh, reawakening. Define reawakening. You mean like a Brooklyn Nets thing? Yeah, like what he's how he all of a sudden can jump and play basketball again. Like that's what I'm hoping for from Kevin Love when he gets to Dallas. I don't expect that. I, I think mean, he played better than he is in Cleveland because obviously right. he, hates he doesn't want to be there. I mean, it's Cleveland who can blame him, but <laughs> still, like, oh, shout out to the people that live in Cleveland. Uh, it's Cleveland <laughs> who can blame him, but it's like at this point, I would take KP. I would take my chances with KP. And for me, it's a, a matter of KP person being a personality clash more than anything else. It's not even about basketball. I just, Absolutely. I don't think they get along. I just want him out of the locker room. So let me just run this by real quick. So y'all don't think you tell me what y'all think. Do y'all think Kevin Love or KP for Kevin Love? That's that's like there for sure. Uh, if we get Sexton, let's just say we're getting Sexton in this in this instance. You don't think does the money like, work? It works in this. So do you don't think that Josh Green and Jalen Brunson is enough to get Sexton? Ooh, shit. Because remember, Green I erased I, I erased this trade. I wouldn't I know. It's, I might it's do Jalen Brunson. I might do Brunson and, and Green are our best two assets. But look, we're gonna have to pay Brunson next year, and he's not restricted, so he's gonna be able to command however much he. Why isn't he restricted? He's not because, restricked because he was a second, a second round, round pick. pick. Yeah. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, we we. I, mean, I wouldn't want to say we messed up, but we're gonna be in a tough spot. <laughs> I mean, we didn't mess up. We did. no, we, we did. We no, that's what I'm saying. Like you, you either you know you either resign Jalen Brunson and you have you know a decent two guard going going forward, or you you know sell high. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with his extension situation. Um, shit. Okay. Yeah, if we can get. Okay, let's let's do it because the Sexton rumors are out there. All we right, want so. Colin Sexton. We're willing to take Kevin Love. That's how we got to sell it, right? Even though they don't have to know that we're getting rid of KP because of his personality. So we want Colin Sexton. We're willing to take on Kevin Love. We will give you KP to make the money work in Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson is an up-and-coming guard. Uh, he can run your second unit, first unit, depending on what you're about to do in this draft. Uh, you bring in Porzingis to complement Jared Allen, another veteran. Still keeps you young. He's 25, 26. Uh, Brunson also 25, 26, so they're young, but they're experienced at the same time to, to kind of bring up your experience level on your roster. Um, and you get rid of Sexton, who I guess I assume is a locker room situation as well. I don't think so. Situation. I think he might be a little bit of a ball or like diva type thing you know what I, I, I'm, I'm, as the Cleveland Cavaliers <laughs> I'm gonna backtrack mm. I accept your original trade <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> oh no <laughs> fuck it bye KP because the more you mention it crazy enough I wouldn't do it I would still rather keep KP, but the whole Kevin Love thing, I, I kind of see the vision. Plus, I mean, he, he, here's the thing with the Kevin Love, like he expires in two years. So if he doesn't right. end up being so this Kevin Love up. of the past, even half of that, 
you're still getting that $32 million, uh, you know, a couple of years from now. And that's the, that's the same uh, thing with the Bledsoe and Adams. So if it's Bledsoe and Adams or love, love it is. Yeah. So I'm, I'm cool with that. I can work with that. Dylan Winlow and Kevin Love for KP. You got it, bro. <laughs> All right. So I got Love. That is some low trade value. <laughs> Fuck it. He's gone. Let me get that second round pick. That was good. <laughs> Before I can finalize the trade, yeah, let me get let me get a couple seconds in there. I think I think that's fair. I really do think that's fair, but but yeah. Working no, on the framework. No We're working on the framework of a deal. No picks. No, I mean, the money's perfect, so. Well, fuck you, then. Yeah. I'm not doing the trade if I ain't getting no picks. If I can't get no picks, I'm out. All right, we'll keep Kevin Love then. Keep that fucking fragile motherfucker. Wait, so I already wrote down that you did it. Right? No, you're right. Love is love is on the team. Fuck the picks. Okay, right. okay. <laughs> Don't forget Dylan Winlow. I didn't. I didn't. Love is in and Winler's in. All right. So that changes what I want to do with my off season as well. All right, one twelve minus. 29.4 million dollars that is just oh, cap space good 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 i'm still still around 30 mil that's that's all i really need what i'm trying to do <laughs> all right so first of all <clears throat> let me read off the players that i have as being on the team currently luca dfs maxi love brunson windler josh green dwight powell Tyrell Terry and Trey Burke. Uh, Willie Cauley Stein, oh, Tyler Willie Bay. Stein, I forgot Willie. Willie Cauley Stein, Tyler Bay, and your Bay, second rounder. Bay is technically a free agent. I just have his. Oh, okay. Rights. I just have his right still. Okay, but also the second rounder, which I guess is technically the same thing. And that second round pick guy, second round big yep. is what I'll put. Second round big. So I'm at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve bodies. Plus whatever I'm about to do with Bay, so that technically puts me at 13 bodies. I don't have a lot of bodies to play with here. Yeah, 13. All right. <clears throat> but okay, wait. So you can bring back Tyler Bay and Tyrell Terry on the two-way though, if you opt, if you decide to do that. So maybe even Josh Green, but no way. Terry is Terry's on a regular contract, ain't he? Oh yeah, you're. Right. Oh. I guess yeah, yeah. he's on right, a three-year yeah. deal, so I, I was okay, already yeah. counting him as one of them. Uh, so Tyler, me. yeah, so Tyler Bay Bay is on a two-way two though. Right. Okay, so twelve if you want to do that. Okay, we'll see. I haven't counted Bay. Hold on, now I'm lost in track. <laughs> Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Okay, you're right. It's only it's only twelve. Okay. All right. <clears throat> so. I have three spots. With my first call as the Mavs GM at midnight, I'm getting two players on the phone. Michael Finley's calling one. Nico Harrison's calling. No, let's get mm-hmm. <laughs> these people don't in this world. I, I am everything. The Alpha and the Omega. Relax, local. <laughs> <clears throat> Norman Powell. I'm going to offer you 18 mil, increasing for four years. Come be a Dallas Maverick. You can play beside Luka. I feel like your career is going in the right direction. You've been a starter. 
I love what I saw from you with, with the Blazers. You're able to put the ball on the floor and get to the rim. You can hit the three at an amazing clip, over 40%. We need that athleticism and that defense beside Luka Doncic. I think that you could be a 20-point-per-game guy with the Dallas Mavericks easily. What was the deal again? 18 mil a year for four. It's four for 72. I think that's pretty fair for Norman Powell. Yeah. Now, I'm I'm Norman Powell in the situation, correct? Yeah. Well, I really like the situation in Portland. We're winning, but, you know, we're still middle of the pack. Uh, Dallas has potential. I will probably have more opportunity in Dallas being probably the second score to Luca as opposed to, you know, Dame and CJ. Hmm. I accept. Bang. Norman Powell, 18 mil. All right, that leaves you just cap space, no MLE, no BLE. Uh, That leaves you at 11.4 million. 11.4 million. All right, so with my. Now my starting shooting guard intel, <laughs> I can move forward to some other things. I got to cross out some guys I had on my list since I don't need them anymore. <clears throat> now I want to upgrade one of two positions. Damn, this is tough. All right. I'm going through my board real quick. Bear with me. All right, so we said the what's the MLE? MLE is going to be nine point five million, but you can't touch the MLE until you go over the cap. So you right. have to get I'm right just, at that number. Yeah, I'm just looking at my other guys, what I, numbers I had on them, and what's the other uh, exception? Uh, the biannual exception. Oh man, I don't have that. Off it's the top. like three point something, I think. Yeah, it's not a lot. It's not a lot. Alright, and I think only certain guys qualify for it. So you that would be... end up being. Certain years, certain number of years, or it's either a certain number of years in the league or a certain number of years on that team, and that is 3.7 uh, million. Shit. I'm gonna need it to be a certain number of years in the league. <laughs> okay. So, with my next move, because I need to get to the cap, right? Yeah, if you want to use the MLE, you have to get to the cap. Damn, this is tough. Okay, how much did you say I have left? 11.4. I'm calling Goran Dragic. The Heat decide not to pick up his team option for 18 mil. I'm calling Goran Dragic because I don't want to put all my eggs in one ball handling basket. I like guards in Dallas. Um, and I want Dragic off the bench. I'm going to offer him two years starting at that 11 mil to get me to the cap. You want to give him the full 11.4? I assume. Yeah, let's give him 11.4 in the first year. Maybe we bring it down to make it even or make it even 10, actually. So 11.4 in the first year and then nine or whatever in the second year. Okay. Basically two years, 20 mil is the deal, but front loading it. All right. That leaves you at the $9.5 million MLE and you have one roster spot. I have a question. Okay. Um, not not as Goran Dragic. Why <laughs> why are you signing another point guard? Depth. Options. But and Brunson might get traded later in the season. 
okay. I mean, I have to play this as Goran Dragic, and obviously, as Goran Dragic, I would. What, what happened in the playoffs? What do you mean? We had one person that could dribble the basketball. I mean, that's true, but I'm, I'm saying that problem. with with <laughs> guards like uh, Tyrell Terry getting minutes this year. Uh, I don't LT. think he's getting minutes this year. I don't think he's physically ready. All right, you know what? Fuck it. Goran Dragic accepts stuff. I want to play with Luka, obviously. Everybody knows that. Uh, so, yeah. And this gives us options to move other people as well. So I want I want to upload I want to upgrade the top line. We got to get better talent in here in Dallas. We don't have talent. All right. So we got Dragic. Now, so I my question is, <laughs> do you think Dragic would make more than nine point five somewhere else? Because my my whole thing was is I would have done a Dragic for the MLB. Really? I I think personally, I have another idea for Dragic, but it's too galaxy brain. I'll tell you, I'll tell you all that at the end. So the only reason I went with Dragic there is because the other guys I have are at the MLE or lower. Okay. Then yeah, I I just don't think Dragic is going to command eleven million dollars. But if if everyone else you're signing is at the MLE, then it's not really a big deal. It's tricky because I didn't expect him to get 18 mil last year. <laughs> last year was uh, was a fluke. Yeah, so we'll we'll see what happens with him. I'm curious because his health is seemingly declined. Um, but he, you know, besides in the playoffs, he had a good regular season. I mean, he basically put up Jalen Brunson's numbers. Right, and he's a little bit bigger. Bigger, more experienced. Can pass the basketball to other people yeah. who are not always right in front of him. Um, <laughs> which is my main goal here. I want to make Dragic expendable. As, I mean, not Dragic. I want to make Brunson expendable. Um, and his extension is what four fifty four, right? So he'd be making about that money anyway. So it'll wash up. Yeah. Well, technically, he's on a club option. Dragic is so. Yeah. So I basically, I had the Heat deciding they were. Uh, do you want to stop the Heat from letting him go, Reese? No. No. All right, so the Heat are letting him go. All right. Now that we're at the cap, MLE, Kelly Olenek. Just from a math standpoint, I accept. this is awesome. Yes, yeah. I, accept. <laughs> I accept. I accept. He was, he's on my notes, FYI. So, yes. Okay. Three I, years, he, 27 mil. I, I still will never forgive him for what he did to Kevin Love, but he is oh, a shit. very, put very. Them on the same team. Yeah. Oh, you did. I didn't even know. Oh, that. you did. Oh, <laughs> but he is at the very, very top of my list of affordable guys that we should definitely look into. We got to bury. They got to bury the hatchet. Yeah. Um. This puts my this puts Max Power on the bench. By the way, if this wasn't clear, um, I'm fine with them two off the bench, and then. What does that leave me? I don't Wait, have how much. You, right? you used the entire MLE on Kelly Olynyk, right? Yeah, you're. you're yeah, you I was do gonna anything. do. Yeah, I was gonna do. Uh, yeah, three years, twenty-seven mil. I okay. think you could probably get a B uh, BLE guy. Right. I don't know. I don't know who you cut or if you'd send. Um, the BLE is how much again? Like five million. It's three three point five uh, three point seven. You're thinking what? of the room exception, which room is. Exception. Uh, I believe I don't, I'm not exactly sure what the room exception exception exactly. It's is. in the email. I'm a look. I'm trading Trey Burke and cash considerations. 
for cash considerate. I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so Trey Burke uh, also has a 5% trade kicker. Obviously 5% on $3 million right. is not very much. I'm but. sending him to Orlando. Um, okay. For cash with along with cash considerations <clears throat> for less cash considerations. <laughs> just get rid of them. So you're just freeing up. I'm paying somebody to take them to free up a roster spot. Okay. You have you have a roster spot and you have let's just say it's three point two. So right. three point eight. I don't know. I don't know that kind of math off the top. Yeah, well well whatever that amount is, I'm giving it to Daniel Tice. Okay. To round out my, my I'm just gonna roster. put four. Just because same thing. So Trey Burke. That way I'll leave and I'll, I'll put, let me just add. I got rid of Burke. We'll put Tyson I like that there. signing a lot too. Yeah. Now, team got a lot wider um, <laughs> with these moves. That's very true. But that wasn't intentional. No, I was kidding. No, all right. So right now, based on these moves, my lineup is. Luca, Norman Powell, DFS, Olenek, and Love in the starting lineup. And then off the bench, I've got Brunson, Dragic, Josh Green, Maxi, Powell, Dylan Wendler, Tyrell Terry, Tice, and Willie Colley Stein. And I'm going to try to get Bay to come back on a two way. And you also have your uh, your big that you bought in the draft. And my second round big is also chilling. On a, I'm putting them on a two way too, actually. Okay. Wait, does that give me another roster spot? Um, because I was using that roster spot. Yeah, you were using <laughs> him as a roster spot, so that technically does give you another one. You could bring back All Bobby. Right. Can't really afford to do much else though. Yeah, I have to let Bobby go, unfortunately. Um, my last roster spot. A minimum player. Sterling Brown. Oh, I love it. On the minimum. Surprisingly good shooter, good athlete, hustle guy. I'm bringing Sterling Brown in. Are you signing Sterling Brown? Are you joining the Mavs? You, you good yes, we got yes, 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 yes. Nobody else wants me. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sterling Brown becomes a Mav. My second round big is on a two-way. Let's see here. And I put Bay on another two-way, right? Yeah. All right. Do I need to run down my roster one more time? Uh, I've got it all down, and the money's all good. Money's good. All yep. right. So, so how y'all feeling about that 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 roster? Luca, Norman Powell, DFS, Olenek, and Love, Brunson, Dragic, Green, Maxi, Powell, all demoted. Not have, don't have to worry about them starting. Tyson, Willie, Collinstein for some big bodies that can cause some problems if we need defense or if Love and Olenek. If Love gets hurt, we can start one of them. Be okay. Um, how, how, what are the thoughts? Uh, six seed. <laughs> you don't think anything changes? Not much. No. Yeah, I don't think I don't think there's too big of a change. Um, I wouldn't say six seed though, because I you just never know. Uh, but. I would say we definitely got deeper. Maybe our starting lineup isn't as good as it was uh, this season or even the past season. But I do think having that depth going forward in the playoffs and and you're bringing experienced guys who have played playoff games right. in, 
I think that's huge. Um, a champion, even even a champion, uh, a guy who stopped a couple Kevin Love, actually. a guy who stopped Kevin Love from getting a, a second championship. <laughs> so a, go- I, a, a goon, you might say. Uh, yeah, one might say that. No. Plus, no. plus he can shoot threes at forty. Just set, and... I just set my lineup by the way in the chat. Okay, so but I mean, I, I really like the Olympic signing uh, the most. If you can get him for MLE, you do it ten times over. Shoots forty percent from three. Oh He's my god! Okay, that's that's your lineup. All right. What's the problem? <laughs> that's your starting lineup. Why not? Okay. I don't know why I missed the Tice thing. Hold up, was that you didn't? Uh, yeah. He traded Trey Burke. Yeah, I traded for Trey Burke. cash and signed Tice. Picked up Tice. Okay. But yeah, you didn't veto. Tice. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't. You never. You didn't respond, so I, I assumed that yeah. accepted it. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Daniel Tice will bring you in to. He's on my. He's on my. Yeah, it's an accept. He's on continue my. To, to continue to continue the the German legacy in Dallas. Okay, <laughs> relax. <laughs> but yeah, you can mix and match there. You can mix and match with that lineup. But that's, I agree. I agree. I think those are the top five at the top. Uh, besides DFS, he's there as the 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 uh, voice on Neil type. Mm-hmm. Versus hopefully, defender. Hopefully, Josh Green can develop into that sooner rather yeah, than later. With but Josh Green for right now, no, for notice right now, Dorian has to stay. Notice I made sure not to put anybody in Josh Green's way as well. Yeah, I mean the, the next three. The player behind him would be Sterling Brown, and I mean right. I like Sterling Brown a lot, but he's nowhere near the uh, athlete that Josh Green is. Right. So I put Green in there as to make sure he gets minutes, but then Brown is there if he's slacking or whatever um but yeah i i agree i don't think it makes the team a lot better i think it changes the team though and gets us excuse me gets us cap space or potential cap space when love comes off the books depending on what else we do in the next couple of years there really wasn't a ton you could really do with this roster honestly there isn't honestly unfortunately even oh man (sighs) yeah I got. I have a crazy trade, but I have to wait till after Reese is done. I was gonna say, let Reese. Let, let, let's yeah. get Reese. All right. So we're right. good. Everything's good. All right. Uh, let's let's reset, <clears throat> and then Reese, you get to take over as GM. All right. Let me know when y'all ready. Hey, I was trying to look at it, and I was